When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. If you're new around here, hello. I am so grateful you're tuning into this episode. If you don't know me, my name is Carolina. I'm a holistic health coach and a hormone specialist in training as well. And I am so passionate about personal growth, becoming the best version of yourself, and just personal evolution. So super, super hype that you are here today. And to start off this episode, I'm going to do a little astro forecast. Just give you guys a little bit of an energetic forecast just to start things off. And then we're going to dive into the bulk of the episode, which is about shadow work. Shadow work is something I've talked a lot about in my social media in general. I think I've been pretty open about the process of healing and just what shadow work really means. And I'm going to dive into it in this episode and just give you guys a like 101 on what shadow work is, how you can start doing it, the importance of shadow work, etc. I am currently recording this on the day that it goes live. I was aiming to record over the weekend but to be completely transparent and honest I just wasn't feeling very inspired I didn't know what I wanted to talk about I just wasn't feeling the like inspiration to sit down with my mic and record and chat with you guys and I wanted to show up for you guys powerfully and in like the best vibration possible so I'm actually really happy that I waited it out and recorded this morning I woke up I went to the gym I've been doing a combination of walking and strength training and it's been really amazing like I'm loving this kind of workout and I took a nice shower had breakfast journaled now I'm sitting with my little iced coffee next to me and ready to record and to chat with you guys so this is just your reminder to tune in with yourself and if you feel a little bit off or just feel uninspired it's okay and honor that give yourself the ability to just like rest because you show up so much more powerfully when you do something with your cup filled as opposed to feeling drained or uninspired and like forcing yourself to do something anyway let's kick things off with the astro forecast of today so as i mentioned the sun is in libra it entered libra i believe on the 21st or 22nd so at the end of last week and I'm going to talk a little bit about what Libra represents and the importance of doing that is because these themes are going to be the focus of our weeks in the next four to five weeks. The sun transits through a sign in around four weeks and during those weeks there's this collective pull towards a certain energy. But depending on your own rising sign and your birth chart, it's going to affect you differently. It's going to affect a different house of your birth chart. So there are nuances, but there is also a collective 
pull two more of this energy. So for example, right before Libra season, we were in Virgo season and I was talking to so many of my friends who were in the same vibration as me of just like organizing their entire apartment, cleaning everything, organizing every drawer. Like I literally bought containers for like my pantry to organize all my spices and my nut butters and all of that. I organized every single drawer in my closet and just wanted my apartment to feel really homey and really just like safe and clean and neat and I just also felt like kind of a pull to organize my entire life in general but on the flip side like Virgo season also made me feel very perfectionistic like everything seemed like it wasn't good enough and so I was trying to be mindful of that energy as well during Virgo season. Now we have entered Libra season though which is quite different though it's essentially building on top of Virgo energy. And what Libra really represents is balance, right? Just like it's important to take care of your wellness, to take care of yourself, to nourish yourself with, you know, your habits and self-care and working out and eating good food and sleeping enough. All these things have to come in balance, right? You have to put yourself first, but also you're in relationship with people. You have friends, significant others, parents, siblings, etc. And relating to them is a part of that, right? Libra represents your relationship with other people and how you can find a balance between your own self-care and how you show up for other people. And overall, it's a lot about just restoring harmony to your life. So take some time to really sit with yourself and evaluate like what habits are not serving you right now. Like what habits are actually throwing you off right now and how can you switch those around? How can you improve on that? How can you add a little bit more balance in your life? Like is there anything that you feel like you've been doing too much that isn't the healthiest for you? Or is there something that you feel like you're doing too much and it's out of balance with the rest? Like, let's say, you know, everything has duality, right? Let's say, for example, you feel like you're going out too much and not getting enough sleep. Maybe add a little bit more sleep or a little bit more sleep hygiene to counterbalance that. If you feel like you've been working out too intensely, give yourself a rest day. If you feel like you've been eating too, too, too much, like, food that maybe you wouldn't eat normally just add a little bit more greens add a little bit more water like whatever it is just take note of anything that's off balance and think about how you can restore some more balance into your life with different habits routines activities and even in your relationships it's important to think about like the give and take of energy in your relationships and all of that so again the core theme is harmony balance and equilibrium now, as I mentioned, there are shadow sides to every sign, right? And I was just talking about the shadow side of Virgo energy and how it made me personally feel. Well, on the other hand, you know, every sign has a shadow side. And so what is the shadow side of Libra? I personally think that sometimes the shadow side of Libra is being too focused on harmony, that you don't advocate for yourself, that you don't know when to say no, or that you don't know how to set boundaries. So also take that in mind and think about like people pleasing and your ability to own and honor what you need and speak up. And if in any area of your life, you are maybe showing a little bit more people pleasing tendencies, which is totally okay. The point of this reflection is for your own well-being and not to elicit judgment towards yourself. So always bear that in mind. But that is the Libra forecast. We also just had a Libra new moon yesterday so this episode is going live on monday september 26th so on september 25th sunday we had the new moon in libra and so new moons are times of setting intentions and times of not necessarily new beginnings right because you're not having a new beginning every four weeks but maybe a new beginning in this area of your life 
It's representing a new era when it comes to balance and harmony for you. And again, this is a really good time to do that inner reflection that I was mentioning because we just had the new moon. So just tune inward. It's also a great time to just like clean up your space, clean up your energy field, pour into yourself, just let go of anything that's not really in harmony right now for you. So that is astrology forecast number two. And then the last thing I want to mention is I was talking to an astrologer that I really love who I was interviewing for the podcast last week. And we were talking about how there are literally six, if not seven, planets in retrograde right now. And I have been feeling so overwhelmed, like so lost, so confused, like for a little while now. And I was actually talking to a few of my friends and I think a lot of us are feeling that way, just like meh just kind of like down or just confused. I think lost is the right word. It's just feeling a little bit aimless. But again, what exactly is a retrograde, right? A retrograde is just a moment for you to tune inward. It's a moment for you to reflect. It's not a moment for you to try to push things to happen, force things to happen. It's not necessarily a time for action. It's actually a time for reflecting. And so which planets are in retrograde right now? We currently have Mercury in retrograde, which now is in Virgo. We have Jupiter in retrograde, Saturn in retrograde, Uranus in retrograde, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron also in retrograde. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven planets in retrograde or six planets in an asteroid. So it's a lot of retrograde energy. So honor this and like know that it's just a collective time frame. It's just a little moment for you to tune in. I think the one that's affecting us the most is Saturn, Saturn retrograde in Aquarius mainly because it's making a square to the Uranus retrograde in Taurus. And this is really kind of causing us to think about like discipline. Like how are you being disciplined in your life? Be it with your habits, be it with your wellness, be it with your career, be it with anything like that, like with your phone boundaries. How are you demonstrating discipline? How are you in terms of the structures in your life? Like how are you in terms of your commitments? How committed do you feel to the things in your life? The themes of Saturn are those discipline, commitment, structure, and just persistence and time. Like a, a very core lesson of Saturn is letting things take their time. So that is all to say that if you've been feeling a little bit lost, you are definitely not alone. It's just a collective energy, especially because aside from Mercury, all these planets in retrograde are collective planets. They're outer planets. So they affect us all even more collectively because they move more slowly. And so just wanted to put that out there. If you have been feeling a little bit lost, you're not alone and things will get more clear. You'll get some more clarity very soon. I think Saturn retrograde will be over in around three weeks. So I think by mid-October, end of October, like things will be feeling a little bit different. But trust and honor the process. Like it's a journey and lean on people. Lean on your friends, lean on your loved ones, lean on your significant others, your parents, because Again, you're not alone. And so just be vulnerable and learn to share how you feel with others because that's really important. All right. So now with that said, we're going to switch over to the bulk of the episode where I will just dive into shadow work and talking a little bit about what it is, how you can start doing it and the importance of doing so in your personal growth journey. All right. I will see you on the other side. let's dive in and talk about shadow work so first things first 
what exactly is your shadow, right? Like if you've heard that term and you don't know what it is, like let me just break it down for you and explain what exactly having a shadow even means, right? So as I was mentioning in the astrological forecast, if you were listening to that part of the episode, every sign, for example, has a light and a shadow, right? And every single person has a light and a shadow. And another really good way of looking at it is think of like the sun and the moon, right? When it's daylight, when the sun is shining, everything is illuminated. You can see everything. And usually when you think connotations of the sun, right? You think of summer, you think of bright, you think of lively, energized, etc. Now the moon brings a little bit more shadowy, right? Like when the moon is bright, even when the moon is shining really brightly, you still see things in kind of shadows. Like it's not so clear. The picture is not completely illuminated sometimes so the moon just represents the subconscious right and the shadow really represents your subconscious and it also represents the side of you that you don't necessarily show to the world and in our birth charts also the sun and the moon have those exact significations the sun is your vitality what gives you energy and the types of things that make you feel energized while the moon is the types of things that you do on like automatic that you are not even aware that you do or a side of yourself that you wish you could show more to the world, but maybe you just don't. So for example, I am a Taurus sun and I have a Cancer moon and I literally have 80% of my friends who are Cancers. So it's really funny because their sun is opposite my moon and at the same time we share so many things in common but there's a part of them that is seen that is shining that I wish I could express more but it's just something that I experience more internally so that's the astrological component but in general the light your light and your light side right is a side of you that you want to show to the world that you feel proud of that you want people to see your accomplishments, your best qualities, the things that light you up, the things that you just want everyone to see, really. So that's our light, right? But our shadow, on the other hand, is the things about us that we maybe don't want everyone to see. It's maybe like, you know, the, what's it called? Like, not the skulls, but like the skeletons in the closet or like secrets or maybe habits that you have that you're not proud of or certain ways you sabotage yourself or your progress, uh, just maybe times that you don't feel like you're showing up 100% like your quote-unquote best self. And here's the thing, every single person on planet Earth, every single human being has a light and has a shadow. Now, a lot of people, most people, don't want to show their shadow side to the world, right? You want to portray this picture-perfect version of you to the world that... It's just like this shiny little version of you. But the thing is that when you are on this journey to becoming the best version of yourself and even to becoming the most self-loving, self-accepting version of you, you have to look at your shadow side. And the reason for that is that you are not only your light, you are light and shadow. And if you're only able to accept your light, you're not accepting yourself fully. And that's where shadow work comes in. So shadow work is the process of shining light on that side of you is illuminating the not-so-pretty, not-so-picture-perfect parts of you and getting to understand that side of you, understanding why those things tend to happen, why you tend to behave in those ways, what could be the underlying root causes of those feelings, of those actions, what are those parts of you that you maybe don't feel so proud of. And as you get to know those parts of you, that side of you, the important thing is accepting them, is being like, okay, 
wow, I realize that I do that. And because I realize that I do that, I can further unconditionally love myself because I'm able to see myself as imperfect and know that I am on a healing journey. I'm constantly growing and becoming a better version of myself. And it's okay to not be perfect. And I can love those not so pretty parts of myself. I can love myself even when I am not perfect. And at the same time, by shining light on those sides of me, I can also take steps toward greater awareness of when they get triggered or taking steps toward improving upon those shadow qualities. So that's just kind of an overview of what your light and your shadow really means and why shadow work is important, right? Like what shadow work really is about. So just to recap it one more time, doing shadow work or shadow work in general is simply about being able to look with clarity to shine light on the side of you that you wouldn't consider picture perfect that maybe you don't want to show to everyone out in the world but that is still a part of you and doing so is important because by looking at those parts of you you can have a greater level of self-acceptance of self-love and of personal growth as well now here's a little caveat an important PSA note to make is that this process is not necessarily the most comfy, fun, rainbows and butterflies process. Like on the other hand, it's actually very deeply uncomfortable and there are going to be parts of you that you might not even be aware exist, that you might not have ever shined light on. So you might not even have realized that you do those things or that you feel those things until you really get deep with yourself and go within to explore that side of you so it can be an uncomfortable process but what's on the other side of it on the other side of it is literally greater self-love greater self-acceptance because you're able to see yourself as a whole and you're able to see that truly every single person is imperfect and the more that you're able to accept yourself the more you're able to accept other people as well so there is so many benefits to shadow work and I'm going to now dive into a little bit on how you can start doing the process of shadow work and how you can start implementing it into your self-growth journey. So the first thing you can do to do shadow work, to deepen your shadow work is journaling. Now, this doesn't have to be done all in one sitting. It doesn't have to be done in just a sequence of days. It's something that you can do whenever you feel called to do it. Though, if you've never done this before, Maybe just like make yourself a little like nice caffeinated drink or like a tea, have a little snack and just sit and journal with yourself for like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, even 15 minutes. It doesn't matter how long, but start the process. And again, because I just said it's not necessarily the most comfortable process, fun process. It's an important one and it's important to show up for it and it's important to do it at least once in your life. So as I said, journaling. That means getting really deep with yourself and answering some tough questions without judgment and without overthinking. Like this is not about overthinking the answer or thinking about what's the most socially appropriate thing to write. No one's going to see this. Have this journaling session be just you with you. If you want to burn this paper after you do it, that is completely fine. It doesn't really matter. Um, but just don't do it with the you know thoughts or the intention of like, oh my God, someone might read this. Like it can be so embarrassing, whatever. No, like actually find a safe space, a space where you feel really comfortable and then start this process. Now, I actually have a shadow work prompt guide that I made. So I will link that in the 
description of this episode if you're interested in just getting a little bit of you know some inspiration for prompts i made this guide like a year ago and i pretty much have always had it in my stand store in my link in bio my creative store so it's a free guide i will leave it for you guys in the show notes so make sure to check it out if you're interested and essentially these prompts will just ask you certain questions like what is my biggest pet peeve or what is a quality that I really don't like in other people and how do I sometimes demonstrate that quality what are my mom's not so great qualities and how do I see them in myself too what makes me feel jealous what makes me feel angry what makes me feel sad what do I feel guilty about what do I feel shameful about what do I need to forgive myself for what do I need to forgive other people for am I truly forgiving of my past and of other people's pasts, etc. So it's just like these really deep questions that will get you to really think um, and just process emotions and get really deep with you and with how you feel. So it's connecting to your feelings and to some of the more uncomfortable ones as well. So that's kind of what the process is when you do it through journaling. Now, the second way that you can also do shadow work is through your relationships with other people now this is something that you once you start doing it will pretty much consistently do forever in your life and i will kind of go over the two main ways that this comes up so the best way to do shadow work when it comes to your relationship with others is to think about what does x person do that triggers me first step is that identify your triggers identify Things that people say or do that just trigger you, that just annoy you, get you angry, upset, reactive, defensive, any of those things. Just notice when that happens. That's the first thing. Just start noticing. And again, maybe, you know, you'll start noticing because you already reacted and you already got defensive. It's okay. Just take a step back and be like, oh my God, like I just got so defensive. Why was that? Or like, oh, I just got so angry. I'm so sorry that I did that or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. But like, just notice. First thing. Next is identify why you're getting triggered. So triggers can happen for usually, I want to say, two main reasons. This is what I usually tell people. It tends to happen for two key reasons. The first reason is because you're observing a behavior in someone else that you do too and that you haven't accepted that you do it too or you haven't really owned it and been like, damn, like I do that too. And so when you see someone else doing it, it's a mirror. It's reflecting back to you a side of you that you're not so proud of and that's not really so great. And so you get defensive or angry or sad or you project, right? And you think, oh no, my my God, it's about them. Um, But it's actually something you do too. So that's number one. And I think this can happen a lot with our parents and with our siblings, but especially with our mom and dad. Because a lot of the times when we're growing up, we observe certain behaviors in our parents and over time we start to mirror them. We start to become a little bit like our parents in different ways, right? It can change from person to person. But a lot of the times because we start acting like our parents in certain ways or have certain habits that we kind of start mirroring that they used to do when we were younger or that they still do, there's a lot of shadow work that can be done in your home space with your parents. So that's number one. That's a doozy and a big one. So definitely one to start with for sure. This can also happen with friends and other people in your life. But I'd say the biggest trigger sometimes is your immediate like close family. 
Now, the second thing that tends to happen or the second reason we tend to get triggered is because we observe something in someone else or like a quality or an achievement that they just reached and we get jealous, reactive, we were not happy for them, we get triggered by it. And usually it's because that person achieved something that we also deeply wish we have achieved or it's something, a goal that we also have, something we want to do with our lives. Maybe they have a certain job that you want, whatever it is, a relationship you want, a house that you want, it doesn't matter. But it's just something that they have or achieved that you also desire. And again, it's a mirror, right? That's simply reflecting something to you that you desire. So how do you alchemize that? How do you work through that trigger? Well, first thing is instead of letting yourself go down the rabbit hole, go down the cycle of resentment and jealousy and comparison, try your best, and this can be hard sometimes, but try your best to first notice it. Damn, like I low-key feel a little bit jealous of that person. Like why is it? Like I think I actually am feeling jealous because I want to achieve that too. First thing. Next thing is, okay, let me practice being happy for that person because we're both souls, we're both humans. So me being happy for her means me being happy for all of humanity. And, you know, it's a win for the world. It's not just a win for her, it's a win for all of us. And it's all actually a reflection of what is possible for me. So I'm putting myself on the same vibration as a vibration of what I desire. Again, think about, okay, if that's something I want, how can I take steps to achieve that? How can I take steps to be more in that vibration, to achieve something similar, etc.? So that's the second thing. And then the third thing that sometimes tends to happen as well, I just thought about this as I was recording. I think I had said in the beginning that it was two ways that we tend to do shadow work in relationship with others. But the third way actually is through projecting. Projecting basically means that it's similar to point number one, but it's basically when you are doing something but then you actually blame someone else and say that they're doing that thing. But it's really something you're doing. So this is just one example. But like, let's say that I got triggered with Pedro, my boyfriend, because he left the apartment messy. Like just a hypothetical example. But actually, deep down, I am also contributing to the mess, right? Maybe I'm leaving my clothes laying around or I'm not putting away the dishes or whatever. So let's say I will go to Pedro and I'll be like, oh my God, you're so messy. The apartment is a mess. It's all your fault. Da, 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 da. But actually, deep down, I am also contributing to that mess. So that is projecting, right? I'm essentially saying that someone else is at fault for something I'm contributing to as well. So in that case, the best way to alchemize this is to own it and just be like, oh my God, wait, I actually know that I'm also contributing to this mess. So like, can we clean together? Can we go and organize the apartment together? It's such a more positive way to go about it, right? But to do that, really, you have to have a great sense of self-awareness and you also have to be able to put your ego aside a little bit. So the process of shadow work really causes you to put your ego a little bit to the side and to let go of your pride, right? Because you have to admit your mistakes. You have to admit your not so great qualities in the moment as you're engaging in them. And one, that comes from a lot of self-awareness. So if you're still earlier on in this process, it's a learning curve and like you'll get there. But then again, you have to be able to let go of your pride. And sometimes, you know, this is like my astrology brain, how it works. But the sun, as I was saying, right, like our light is 
the ruler in astrology of Leo. And the moon is the ruler of Cancer. However, one thing that I just thought about is that Leo, sometimes a shadow quality of Leo, tends to be pride. Tends to be, you know, being overly prideful and not being able to admit mistakes. And so the same applies to the whole process of shadow work and to bringing light to your not so great qualities. You have to let go of pride to be able to do that, right? You have to let go of the shadow qualities of your light to be able to step into your shadow, to really go deep with your shadow and to like get real with yourself. So that is kind of the rundown of how you can do shadow work both in journaling form and also in relationship with other people and like your day-to-day life. Before we close the episode, I also want to make one note. And the note is that shadow work is so important. It's been a big part of my journey. And I do think that the first time that I ever did shadow work opened a lot of doors for me in like my self-growth journey. And it's been a continuous healing process since then. However, what I really want to say is that the intention is not for you to be doing shadow work 24-7. There will be periods of time where you may be deeper in your shadow work journey, where you may be deeper in your self-awareness journey, in your ability to detect your triggers, etc. However, that is not meant to be how you're showing up all the time. And it's also really important for you to have moments in your journey where you're able to really look at your light and embrace your light and expand on your light. And that is equally important and a key part of your personal growth journey. When I think about the fall of last year, so basically a year ago, fall of 2021, I was very deep in my shadow work journey. And I feel like I was from like the end of 2020, mid-2020 to like end of 2021, where there were periods where the shadow work was taking a bigger role in my life. And I was spending more time, you know, understanding my shadow, my triggers, healing my relationship with myself, healing my relationship with my family, understanding myself with greater self-awareness, understanding my triggers, healing through it, etc. Now, in the beginning of this year of 2022, I kind of had a deep realization, I think in therapy or when I was journaling with myself, I was like, I think it's time for me to step into my light. It's time for me to expand on what am I really good at? What are my favorite qualities about myself? How can I look at myself with greater appreciation for all the things that I do, for all my amazing, you know, positive qualities and characteristics and skills and my ability to just be my best self so that was kind of a switch that I had where I started shifting to trying my best to really look at my light and like give myself like even more love and to grow on my best parts to grow the best sides of myself to expand on that and to do more of what I love and all of that so For every yin, there's a yang. For every flip side of a coin, there's the other side. And so this is your reminder again, tying it all back to Libra energy, to duality, right? To balance, to the scales. There is always an equal and opposite end of the spectrum to whatever you're currently doing. And we are all on this collective journey to finding that for ourselves, to understanding what is our balance point? What makes us feel most balanced? What does that look like for me? And so understanding and observing and growing through shadow work, through observing your shadow, 
is just as important as also expanding on your light and growing your light and growing your self-love and your appreciation for all the things that you are amazing at, that you are, you know, showing to the world that you should be proud of yourself for. So that is the note I wanted to close the episode on. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know, DM me, share it on your story or send it to a friend. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would also encourage you to subscribe to it. Maybe add the notifications so you get notified whenever there's a new episode going up. I alternate from solo episodes and guest episodes every week. We have episodes going live every single Monday. So I am so grateful for this community. Thank you so much for being here. And last thing, if you are enjoying the podcast, if it is helping you, giving you tools, please leave a review on Spotify and especially on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast a lot. And in case you didn't know, if you do that and email me at contact at the lifestyle.com, you will get a free connect to your higher self and your divine feminine meditation. So just wanted to put that out there. And with that said, have a great rest of your week. Happy Libra season. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you on the next episode. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.